Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your hosts. There's another host that is joining me today, Daniel Sun. Hey guys, what's up? Now real quick, before we start today's episode, I just want to say that if you'd like to support the show, then there's a few ways that you can do that. One of the ways is Patreon. Each week we release a Patreon-exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode per week for that $5, but you also get access to our entire back catalog of past Patreon episodes. In total, we have over 86 extra Patreon episodes, which is over 121 hours of listening pleasure. So to see this full list of Patreon episodes, you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the Patreon Episodes tab. There, you will see the entire list of Patreon-exclusive episodes that we have published. Also, today we added another Patreon-exclusive episode, which is over government spying on American citizens. In that episode, we go over the top-secret tools that the government uses to spy not only on other countries, but its own citizens. So you get access to that episode, as well as all of the others, for just $5. Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you would like to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes, or you can leave one on Spotify now. Which, by the way, uh, Spotify is the way to go now, apparently. I don't know, that's what everybody's saying. So if you want to head over there, listen to us for 30 seconds, I think it's like a minimum of 30 seconds, then it will allow you to leave us a review. Helps us out a lot. However, don't feel pressure to leave us one. If you don't want to, that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. And that is the end of the announcements. So today's episode is Erratus. Now, how this episode will go today is that we'll talk about the story of Eratus and then go into some strange facts and findings, some theories, and then, of course, wrap it all up with our own personal thoughts and theories. So with that being said, let's get into today's episode. In 2016 a mysterious post appeared on a website forum. This post made a very bizarre claim. It stated that if someone types out a specific word, a secret algorithm that is constantly monitoring everyone will automatically delete any reference of this word from the internet. This post caught the attention of multiple individuals who started looking into this claim in which they uncovered multiple strange and mysterious findings. Claims that the United States Postal Office is tied in with the government, spying on its own citizens. A strange police sketch of a 2005 serial rapist in Maui, Hawaii. And that corporations are secretly using a data collection algorithm program to develop artificial intelligence. Are these claims true? Or was all this just made up as part of some big marketing scheme? This is Eratus. 
So to fully understand this story, we have to go back. Back to 2015 when all of this began. And I do want to say that this story is probably one of the most strangest and interwoven web of weirdness I have ever heard about or researched before. So we've tried to like put it in an easy to follow timeline, but it is extremely odd and strange. And I got sucked into researching this and spent hours and hours researching it. And I love it. So with that being said, Dan, start us off in 2015 and tell us what happened back then. So like Aaron said, this entire story starts in 2015 on the website 4chan. Now, if you aren't familiar with what 4chan is, it's pretty much an internet forum where the users anonymously post images and comment under those images. 4chan has a lot of different categories, such as video games, music, politics, sports, paranormal, and others. The website is similar to Reddit, but it's a lot less censored and not really kid-friendly. So on November 19th, 2015, on this website 4chan, an anonymous user made a post with the subject line that said, Spoopy Work Stories, which I assume that he meant spooky and not spoopy. But anyway, so on this post, that user said, Has anyone had any weird paranormal things happen to them at work? I'm pretty much 99% sure I work in a haunted house now. So I will post all of my stories for you guys. Feel free to contribute if you have anything. For the next few days, individuals commented on that post, sharing their stories and commenting on others. Around a week later, on November 26th at 1.26 a.m., an anonymous user decided to leave a comment of their own on that post. The user who left the comment describes a conversation between him and a female friend. This female friend would tell him about an experience she had while working as a box packer for a shady software programming company. The comment said, and we quote, Just a heads up, I'm only 20 and have only ever worked retail jobs my whole life. If I get terminology wrong, it's not because I'm bullshitting. It's because most of what she described by the way, real quick, when he says she, it's this girl that he worked with at the software company, just FYI. What she described is out of my frame of reference, I'll be honest. She's a pretty interesting chick. During this period, she was homeless and in a band. Her temp agency gave her a job at this place that was closing down all of their locations in the country, and basically it was well known that they were shady and generally treated their employees like cattle. This company was in the process of cutting down all of their full-time workers, replacing them with temp workers, and having the temps do exactly the same work for $10 an hour. Everything was really disorganized by this point, and different departments were scattered everywhere, and they were just getting everyone to do whatever work they could get them to do before they'd fire them. They had a programming department that made payroll programs for other companies, or something along those lines. By the time she got there, it was just literally one dude, and they were giving him random jobs to do like working assembly lines and running forklifts. They put her and this dude in a room, gave them a couple tape guns, and had them pack stuff in boxes. Most stuff there had the names of their respective departments written on them in Sharpie, but hers said Uratus on it. 
The dude told her to get rid of the tape gun and not to mention it to any supervisors, since apparently one of his jobs years before had been writing code to flag any employee that searched for the term erratus in their computer system. Not any old word, just that specific one. And they'd fire you if you got flagged for it. Weird shit. So, not many people paid much attention to that comment at the beginning. But this would be the beginning of this entire Eratus story being exposed to the public and what many would refer back to when researching into this mystery. So, like I said, not many people paid much attention to that comment and it kind of flew under the radar. Then almost a month later on December 19, 2015, at 8.30pm, an anonymous user on 4chan made a strange post. This post said, and we quote, Did anyone here have any software IT jobs on the East Coast between 2000 and 2010 or so? I ask because a few people I know from that time and area have talked about some sort of sketchy HR-related program called Aratus, and I'm wondering if I can find any information about it. Not strictly paranormal-related, but disturbing, and I believe I saw someone mention it before. So if that anonymous user is here, please post. This post ended up catching a lot of people's attention, and around an hour after it was posted, someone ended up commenting and explaining what Eratus was. They said, and we quote, From what I understand, it was something that allowed specific third-party companies unconditional access to employee information. Employees who included it in search terms are asked about this specific word, would get fired or placed in non-computer departments. I believe UPS, Unilever, and Ecolab were part of this system. After that comment, that post was kind of ignored and everyone kind of brushed this whole Eratus claim under the rug. However, a month later, it would be brought up again. So on January 23rd, 2016, at around 6.22 p.m., an anonymous user made a post on the music section of 4chan. So I know we're talking about a lot of different posts here, but they all kind of tie together because we're following a timeline of when this word was first mentioned and then a few days and weeks afterwards as it was being mentioned multiple and multiple times by different individuals. So like Dan said, it was mentioned again January 23rd of 2016. An anonymous user shared various links to video game soundtracks that contained, and I quote, great riffs, realistic sounding drums, and all the songs are between three to five minutes long. Now, the user stated that if you played any of these games as a kid, which the soundtracks were of games, by the way, then you'll want to listen to these specific soundtrack songs. Now, around 15 minutes later, Another anonymous user commented on that post and shared a link to a band. He said, hey, you should take a look at this specific song. And it was from a band called KFC Murder Chicks. And the song was titled Golden Age of Gross Mystery. Now, whenever you clicked on that YouTube link, it didn't take you to the YouTube channel of that band KFC Murder Chicks. 
Instead, it took you to a personal YouTube channel of an individual named Todd Ellsworth, who had uploaded that KFC murder chick Saul. Now, you are probably wondering what the hell does this have to do with Eratus? Well, in the description of that YouTube video that Todd Ellsworth had uploaded of the KFC murder chicks, that description said, and I quote, a really good coma records release that seems to have disappeared from the internet. Remember to support the artist. Eratus are bust. Now, this was the third mention of Eratus. And a little side note, that video and channel of Todd Ellsworth is still up. However, if you go there now, the description has changed to support DJ Roswell and the KFC Murder Chicks by buying merch and music. Just a little FYI. Also, uh, it is worth mentioning here that this video of the KFC Murder Chicks, it was uploaded on November 21st, 2015, five days prior to the very first post on 4chan where that guy shares his story about his female co-worker and this Aratus program. So just kind of keep that in mind as we go forward. And I know this is kind of confusing, but it will all work itself out. Trust me, it all connects, and it is absolutely insane. All right. Now, so far, we have only had a couple of people mention the software program, and things have been kind of normal. However, this is where the rabbit hole truly begins. Oh, yes. This is where it gets crazy. So on January 25th, 2016, at 6.53 p.m., an anonymous user made a post on the music section of 4chan. This individual stated that they wanted to create a new genre of music called Deep Internet. This genre of music would be comprised of snippets and noises from very obscure YouTube videos that are short and low quality. The user also stated that any video with more than 20 views is automatically excluded from this new genre. They also provided four links to various videos as sort of a reference. So yeah, he wanted to create a new genre of music from snippets of low-quality videos that had less than 20 views. And he ended up providing four links as references. Now, of course, individuals on the music section of 4chan thought, hey, this was a great idea. And they wanted to help in the effort of like creating this new music genre. However, when people started like clicking the references links that the initial poster had left to kind of like figure out, you know, what he wanted, they were kind of shocked. The first link was to a pretty normal YouTube video that was a commercial to a visual sound store that specialized in custom home theater designs. We'll post a link up to that video. You can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on References. Scroll all the way down, and it will say Eratus References, and you can find all the references there. And we'll post a link to that commercial. It's just, it's honestly, it's just a commercial um, about custom home theaters. Hmm. And it looks like it was made in a small town and on a very low budget. So, yeah. Ah, low quality. Yeah, low quality. However, though, the second link was very, very odd. Yeah. The second link uh, was to a video that was titled, YouTube is monitoring and controlling my life. Now, the channel that uploaded this specific video was named Kronos for Life Jurassic Park. And uh, the video itself, the one that is YouTube is monitoring and controlling my life, well, that video is one minute and 16 seconds long. It has no description, 
and is 144p quality, which if you don't know much about quality or resolution, that is insanely bad. It means like the resolution is 144p. It's absolutely horrible. It's all pixelated and you can't really make out shit on it. Which I have the link if we want to share that as well. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have that link up. But yeah, the quality on that is complete garbage. Yes. Now, this video shows clips of the movie Jurassic Park. During these clips, there are messages being overlaid on the video that is very hard to read because of the quality of it. But we were able to get a transcript of it, and this is what it said. I strongly believe that my mom was being monitored and harassed by YouTube, Universal Pictures, and their affiliates. Secret of sorts, she had uncovered within the original trilogy of the Jurassic Park films. Let me start by saying as early on as I can remember that I am not crazy. Never been diagnosed with schizophrenia, anxiety disorder, or any other mental illness. I'm just good at noticing patterns. I've been a big Jurassic Park fan and always shared that with my mother. It's possible that YouTube's part in the harassment campaign may have started with their removal of her various tribute videos to Jurassic Park after her passing. But those may also merely be the result of the churning of the cast machine that is the automated copyright takedown system. As big of a Jurassic Park fan as I am, though, I was never as deeply into the franchise as my mom was. She would watch the entire trilogy on the last weekend of every month. She would buy Jurassic Park branded oatmeals and sugary cereals long after her doctor advised her to steer clear of these for her health. Now, just a little side note. There is a section right around here that is too blurry to make out. So we, we don't know what it says. But then it kind of is a little bit clearer and we can see that it says editing together tribute videos on YouTube. Basically like those Linkin Park anime music videos, I started noticing their absences towards the end of 2015. Without access to her YouTube password, I could only re-upload the videos she had created on her old laptop. I've contacted YouTube many times regarding the videos, but have only received canned auto-response and unhelpful yet sympathetic responses from actual employees after pressing the matter. So that is what the video said. Now, of course, a lot of users on 4chan on this music thread saw that video and thought it was super weird. So a lot of people started discussing this video and many of them wrote it off as like someone suffering from a mental illness due to the grief of their mother passing. However, only three hours after that original post that had the link to the video, the channel Kronos for Life Jurassic Park uploaded another video and the users on 4chan noticed this. The title of this video was Here Goes Nothing and it was 3 minutes and 11 seconds long with the description saying this video is mainly a test to see if it gets deleted. First time really trying to see the limits of this erratic algorithm. If it flags this one, that's some spooky shit. The video is a pixelated, horrible quality picture of a man who is like leaning on the hood of a BMW vehicle. The song Slob 187 by the artist Bloods and Crips is playing in the background and it's the chopped and screwed version. So it's slowed down and reversed every now and then. And uh, 
it has overlaid text appearing randomly. So just like the Jurassic Park video of the one where he says YouTube is monitoring my life. So this overlaid text says the following. Sudden huge increase in views. I hope anyone reading this is good with computers. Can you help a dude out? Anyone with experience in the Eratus or Eratus system, if you could send me a message, I'd be extremely grateful. I realize that reaching out to my YouTube viewers is a stretch, but hey, I guess it's worth a shot, right? So this video sparked the curiosity of many individuals on 4chan, and people started commenting about these posts, discussing what was happening. Eventually, a big post was created, kind of like a mega post, to discuss and kind of like compile all of the information about this into like one easy-to-find post. This post stated that there was some spooky weird stuff going on. It had links to all the different posts, along with the YouTube videos from that Chronos for Life channel. Many individuals started helping out trying to solve this mystery by looking to see if there had been any mention of the term Eratus on the internet. So as individuals were digging into this, the first thing that they noticed was something strange on this Chronos for Life's YouTube channel. Now, besides the YouTube is monitoring and controlling my life video and the other here goes nothing video, there was also two other videos that had been previously uploaded to YouTube by Kronos for Life. One of the videos had been uploaded a year prior in 2014 and was titled Jurassic Park 3 Tribute Reupload. The video itself was three minutes and nine seconds long and showed clips of the movie Jurassic Park 3. Now, along with those clips of the movie, it also had the R. Kelly song Ignition playing in the background. And Dan, do you know what song that is? Ignition hopping fresh out the kitchen. I got the roll in the body. Now everybody been wishing, sipping on coke and rum. Well, like, man, what I'm young. That one? I want to pee on you. Drip, drip, drip. Yeah, so <laughs> that song was playing in the background. And uh, the description of this video said, this is originally my mother's video. I am uploading her videos in her memory of her passing. I really wish YouTube would stop removing her content from the internet. So on the surface, this looked just like a normal video, showing clips from a movie and having a song play in the background. However, someone commented on that 4chan thread that they had found something weird in the video itself. In the last 30 seconds of that video, you can faintly hear an overlay of Morse code. And there's no doubt it is 100% Morse code. So we have a clip of that section, and we're going to listen to that right now. That's clearly Morse code. Oh, 100%. So people thought that was kind of weird and were curious as what was being said in Morse code. After some time, it was finally deciphered and what the Morse code said was Hollywood Astral Projection Clinic. Now, this strange Morse code and what it said, it only fueled more individuals 
to keep looking into and investigating this whole entire thing to see what was truly going on. And guess what? They didn't have to wait long because only a few days later, on January 27th, 2016, the YouTube channel, Kronos for Life Jurassic Park, uploaded another video, which was their last one. The video was titled, Answering Questions, then in parentheses, I have a lot to go through. Please be patient. Thank you for writing. And then in the description of the video, it said, In this video, I'll go through some of the questions people are asking me in the comments on my other videos. I'll try and get to everyone. Now, this video itself was 2 minutes and 41 seconds long. And just like all the other previous ones, it was very pixelated. And on the background, it had one of the Jurassic Park logos. And it had the song playing Rub Till It Bleeds by PJ Harvey. And then, of course, it had overlaid text randomly appearing on the screen. Now, this text says, and we quote, I've been fairly reluctant to ask anyone for help. Algorithms controlling things behind the scenes. Weird stuff in that vein. In the past couple years, I asked for help from friends and programming and business circles. But over time, friendships fade. People move. People stop talking to you. But as such, I'm very grateful for the help people are giving, and I'll try to answer as many questions as I can here. The video then shows text of the first comment question left on his Here Goes Nothing video. That comment question is from a user named Corktop and says, So with this video, are you essentially trying to see if this system called Aratus will attempt to take down the video because it's some system algorithm that takes videos down that include the term Arata in them. Kronos' response to this question was, Thanks for writing, Court. Yes, I don't know much about programming or computer systems, so I'm not too savvy about how to trick them. All I really know about the Aratus system is that it's used by dozens of companies, recent as in within the last five or six years. They seem to use it as a copyright enforcement tool, which works as an excellent cover if you want to take down other things as well. But it has its limitations, and I'm fairly sure that my quote-unquote test video helped ferret those out. The original Jurassic Park trilogy is excellent, by the way. Highly recommend it. The second film is my favorite, in spite of its flaws. Kronos then puts up another question on the video from a user named Frank. But the question itself is so blurry that no one can make out what it says. Kronos then responds to the question by saying, and we quote, Thanks for writing, Frank. Eratus is something I have crossed paths with over the years, and it disturbs me. The fact that it went after my mom in her twilight years is either evidence of its enormous and uncaring reach, in other words, a coincidence, or it means it's specifically still coming after me after all these years. And to be frank, both options freak me out equally. 3M and Unilever, or Lever, whichever way you want to pronounce it, were early adopters, which shows the versatility of the system. Too much faith is put into computers in general, and way too much faith was put into Aratus. Lots of people lost their jobs. Kronos went on in the video with text citing manufacturing companies. He said, and I quote, 3M and Unilever were early adopters, which shows the versatility of the system. So, individuals who were investigating this weird stuff 
started commenting on the 4chan thread talking about this video. Many of the individuals started pointing out how random it was that Kronos mentioned Jurassic Park in the middle of the video. So this prompted individuals to start looking into that. Now at this same exact time, another discovery had been made on the Kronos for Life YouTube channel. A discovery that was the strangest one yet. Now before we get into that, we're going to take a quick 60 second break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back. So Dan, take it away. So an individual was digging around and found another strange thing on the Kronos for Life channel. They noticed that when you go to the video, here goes nothing, turn on automatic captions with YouTube that it says something very strange. Now, a little knowledge nugget real quick, but this YouTube automatic captions feature, when you turn that on, it's known to create sentences out of normal speech and it cannot be altered by the uploader of the video or YouTube itself. So keep that in the back of your mind as we go forward. So the automatic captions for the Here Goes Nothing video show two strange captions at different points in the video. One caption that says, overthrow the government. Later on in the video, a second caption appears that says, are far from over 200 Corbin KY402 one nine, which sounds like Corbin, Kentucky, 40219. Yep. So when the people of 4chan noticed this, they started freaking out, mainly because, like we said, those automatic captions, they can't be manually edited. So things only got stranger from there, because shortly after everyone started talking about those captions, they ended up getting removed from the video. So those individuals that were investigating this and following it, started to concentrate on the address that was listed in the captions, the 200 Corbin, Kentucky 40219. Well, after a few searches, it was quickly noticed that the small town of Corbin in Kentucky was the original location of the fast food restaurant Kentucky Fried Chicken. Now, after this was figured out, individuals noticed that the band KFC Murder Chicks that we mentioned previously, the ones that had the term in their video that said Aratus or Bust, uh, that the band was actually from Corbin, Kentucky. So this made the users turn their attention towards the band. When looking into the KFC murder chicks, it was noted that the band members were homeless and female. Also, one of the band girls had previously worked in a warehouse. All of these findings seemed to perfectly fit in with the story about the girl who was homeless and a band had worked packing boxes and found out about this Erotis software. So it seems like a lot of coincidences, right? Yeah. Like a lot. And uh, guess what? They just keep piling up. So you remember that YouTube channel we just talked about? Not the Kronos for Life, but the one who uploaded the KFC Murder Chick songs. And the channel was called Todd Ellsworth, right? With the video description that says Erotus or Bust. So get this. While this entire investigation was heating up on 4chan, people noticed that Todd Ellsworth had changed the description of the KFC Murder Chicks video from it says Aratus or Bust to Aratus or Rust, as if this person was trying to hide something. People started searching around for the term Aratus or Bust and noticed that there was a Twitter account that went by the username Aratus or Bust, and it was owned by Todd Ellsworth. Now, this Twitter account had no profile picture and only had two tweets on it, which tweets are posts, by the way. They're the same thing. Tweets, posts, same thing. So this first post on the account was on November 14th, 2015. 
which was only seven days before Todd Ellsworth had uploaded that KFC Murder Chick song on his YouTube account. This first post was an eerie sketch of a man. Now, when looking into this sketch, it turns out that it was actually a serial rapist that had been terrorizing Maui, Hawaii in 2005 and was never caught. And this rapist, I looked into him and I found an article about him. And he would target 70-year-olds and plus. So you had to be 70 years old or older for him to go after you. But anyways, if you scroll down, you can see a picture of him. If you go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, click on references, scroll all the way down to Aratus, you will see this sketch that we're talking about. Strange. Very strange. Yep. All right. The next Twitter post from Todd was on December 9th, 2015. And it said, the deepest part of the deep web was under our noses this whole time. The Postal Service. So deep that they're not even on the internet at all. Now, back on the research thread on 4chan, individuals also had found, at the same time, the KFC Murder Chicks Tumblr page. And they noticed that around the same date that Todd Ellsworth, that Aratus or Bust Twitter account, tweeted about that postal service that the KFC murder chicks had made a post stating that they were reluctant on using the postal service to ship physical copies of their CDs to individuals due to their lack of trust in, and I quote, the creepy postal service. A user on Tumblr then went on their page and asked them, and I quote, what about the post office gives you the creeps? I've used it a couple of years now, and they seem to be fine. Just curious. The KFC murder chicks responded by saying, and I quote, This is probably a controversial view, but there's a lot to suggest. They're tied in with a lot of the government's more unsavory activities. Spying, profiling, general disregard for constitutional rights, all that fun stuff. Lots of stuff sent to us inordinate amount, really, has never made it, and vice versa. Not to say I'm in favor of the way they got effed over by FedEx and the UPS lobbies either. Another user on Tumblr then decided to ask them the question, what do you know about Erratus? The KFC murder chicks then made a statement saying, we don't know what Erratus is. Please stop messaging us about it. It's getting weird. So after that statement, another user on Tumblr posted another question to them saying, Hey, big fan of your music. Quick question, though. You posted a link to your album Cortex Rampage. I got to give it a listen before it disappeared. And on the track called Get Shit Straight, you mention a man named Todd Ellsworth. Who is he? Thanks. The KFC murder chicks responded to that question by saying, and I quote, He's fine. Don't worry about it. Then, one last question was posted on their Tumblr that asked the band what their favorite movie was, in which they said, I've always been a big fan of the Carnosaur movies. After that, not much more information came out from this investigation, and the post on 4chan kind of died out and everything went quiet. That was until a couple months later in March of 2016, when one of the most shocking things of this entire story occurs. Now, real quick, before we get into that, 
We're going to take our last break. We'll be right back. It's our last one. Don't go anywhere. We're about to tell you something crazy. Be right back. All right. Welcome back. Now, let's hop back into this story. Like I said, it's March of 2016. The Rodis story is pretty much forgotten about. People rarely talk about it and just kind of dismiss the entire thing as sort of a real world game or some type of sophisticated marketing campaign for this band. However, there are still some people that believe that there was something more behind this story that wasn't being uncovered. So in March of 2016, a well-respected YouTuber by the name of Exer Herb had heard about this Arata story and decided to look into it. While investigating, Exer Herb was uploading videos documenting his findings about Aratus and the entire situation. Then suddenly in May of 2016, Exer Herb disappeared from the internet. His entire YouTube channel, Twitter, Tumblr, and all other social media accounts were wiped from the internet. And that is the story of Aratus. But of course, the odd things don't stop there because we're going to get into the strange facts and findings. But overall, this story is extremely strange. You have all these things connected one person to the other and weird videos and YouTubers going missing over this. Odd. Very odd. Yeah, this whole thing is just, I don't, I don't even know what to think about it. Yeah. So, Dan, why don't you start it off for us and tell us about the first strange fact and finding. All right. So our first strange fact and finding revolves around the website 4chan. Since the disappearance of Exa Herb in March of 2016, many users on the site have noticed that posts about Erratus were just vanishing and the individuals who were making the posts were ending up getting banned for no reason at all. This made a lot of individuals start to refer to Erratus as just the letter E or Erats or other versions of it being spelled so that if there was indeed some type of algorithm that was deleting posts talking about it, that they would get around that algorithm. Not only were threads getting deleted, but multiple people started claiming that they were getting fired from their jobs for searching this term on a company computer. So, to test that claim out, I was at work and I'd searched our entire C drive and our RP drive and our company drive for the term Aratus. It's spelled multiple different ways. I even typed it out in an email to myself, and I made a Word document talking all about it. And guess what happened to him? I did not get fired. I didn't even get talked to. But I'm on the 4chan uh, paranormal section, and I am going to create a comment that says, What do you know about Aratus? All right, and I'm going to put my name as Aratus, and I'm going to spell it multiple different ways. So we're doing it live right here on 4chan. Let's see if it works. All right, choose a file. I'm just going to post a picture of that Aratus guy. Uh, get the captcha. Holy shit, how can you tell what that says? I saw one earlier today. I had no idea what it said. It was just squiggly lines. N-A-G-D-M. Uploaded. Oh, my God. What? It said 404. I don't, okay, there we go. It, it posted. I'm looking All at right, it. All right, good. It scared me for a second. It said automatically said 404. All right. Yeah, it's on there right now. I haven't got banned yet. All right, we're going to see how long that stays up. If it gets deleted any time before we stop recording, we'll let you know. But as of right now, it's still up on 4chan. Hasn't got deleted yet. It was weird when I posted it, though. It automatically went 404 on me, so I don't know. All right, so let's go on to our next strange fact and finding while we wait for me to get uh, banned. Will I get banned with you since I said the word, too? Probably. 
So, Dan, do you want to tell us about this next strange fact and finding we got? Yeah. So our next strange fact and finding is about the Todd Ellsworth individual. So after this Erratus thing settled down, his Twitter account, Erratus or Bust, became active and had made some interesting posts. On March 18, 2016, he made a post that was a picture of George W. Bush. Then on February 10th of 2019, he made a post that said, I'm only available for sabotage consultation January through February and November through December. The rest of the year, I'm working. Now, shortly after that tweet, his Twitter profile was deleted. Then somewhere around September of 2019, like early September of 2019, someone ended up making a new Twitter profile and using the exact same username called Eratus or Bust, which I didn't know you could do that, but someone did, and they named themselves Todd Ellsworth. So I don't think that is the real Todd Ellsworth. I honestly think someone saw that the username was deleted and saw an opportunity to snag it. Now, the reason I say this is because of the bizarre tweets. As of today, the Twitter account is private and you can't see any of the tweets. However, the Wayback Machine ended up archiving some of the tweets before the account went private. Yeah, the um, first tweet was on September 14th, 2019, and it was the picture of the Maui, Hawaii rapist. And the next tweet was on September 20th, 2019, and it is a white image that says only two words. There's the, and that's it. And that's all it says. The next tweet was on that same day of September 20th and shows another picture of the Maui, Hawaii serial rapist, but someone had put it on the Face app and made the serial rapist have long hair. In the post, the supposed Todd said, I make a pretty hot girl, NGL, which pretty much means not gonna lie. And then the next two tweets were also on September 20th and they said, Starting a SoundCloud with me and the boys. Tried Bandcamp, but they use Arata. We'll try and get our first track up this week. Now, the last tweet that was posted before the account went private, and which the Wayback Machine caught a picture of, was on October 13th, 2019. And this tweet said, and I quote, Jurassic Park f***ing sucks. <laughs> Oh, poor mama. Oh, yeah. Now, this Twitter account is still active and has a total of 80 tweets. But, like we said, it's private. And I assume that it's not the real Todd Ellsworth. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. Only because the account got deleted and it was remade and then all these bizarre and weird tweets. Looks like someone's trying to self-promote themselves. I don't think it's him. Do we still have our Twitter account? Yeah, we do. You want to request to follow them? Yeah. All right, I'll do that right now. I think I'm signed in. I don't even think I have Twitter on my phone anymore. Yeah, I got it. We haven't touched uh, Twitter since Anna, Annie. Erotus or bust. I just requested to follow him. Nice. We'll see what happens. It's pending. We'll see. Yeah, we'll wait and see. And no one's posted on the 4chan post. All right. So we'll keep you updated and see if we get in to that uh, Twitter account that's private and tell you what it says. All right. So let's go on to our next strange fact and finding which is about DJ Roswell. So if you remember, in the Todd Ellsworth uploaded video of the KFC Murder Chicks, the original description of the video stated, a really good Coma Records release that seems to have disappeared from the internet, remember to support the artist, Aratus or Bust. So if you go to that video now, the description has changed to, 
Support DJ Roswell and the KFC Murder Chicks by buying merch and music. Also, if you go to the other videos that Todd Ellsworth has, one year after uploading the KFC Murder Chicks, he uploaded a video called DJ Roswell Murder Burger, which is an entire 47-minute album from that DJ Roswell. So get this. If you go to 4chan and you search through some of their archives, you will find a user by the name of Roswell. Now, you can anonymously post on 4chan or you can create an account, right? So this guy or girl, whatever, had created an account and put their name as Roswell, which it was spelled the exact same way as DJ Roswell, which was R-O-Z-W-E-L-L. Now get this, if that wasn't enough, on July 30th, 2014, this Roswell user made a post on 4chan that said, I'm still going to start a noise rock band called KFC Torture Chicks, and it's going to be the shit. Calling dibs on KFC Torture Chicks as the band name. So later that year, on November 8th, 2014, that Roswell user made another post on 4chan saying, will you buy one? And he linked a news article that talked about a princess wand. So, Dan, do you remember back in 2014 that there was a princess wand that kind of went viral? It was all over the news. And there was tons of outrage from parents over this toy wand. It was like pink and it had like a silver mirror in the middle part of it. And when you pull back that silver like paper mirror type thing, it reveals a round circle of a devilish looking girl cutting her wrists. You remember that? I do remember that. Yeah, so that is the wand that he was uh, linking to. That Yes, that he was linking to. The article referenced that wand and was talking about it. Ah, okay. And he made that post in 2014. Hmm. So Roswell mentioned that wand back in 2014. Now, you remember that the post that kind of kicked all of this off, right? The one on January 25th, 2016? where an individual posted that they were creating a new genre of music called Deep Internet, and they provided links of references, and the second link was to that weird-ass YouTube channel called Chronos for Life. Remember that? Yep. Well, that anonymous person who posted that used the same exact image of that little girl on the wand cutting her wrist in that post that Roswell had mentioned years earlier. Yeah, so in posts, you can put images in Roswell. I say Roswell, but it was an anonymous user who made that post in the music section of the links talking about, hey, I'm going to make a new genre of music. Well, they put that image of that wand in there, which is another coincidence, right? And to kind of add to like these strange findings about Roswell is that in June of 2015, he was active in multiple discussions about the Jurassic Park movies and gave like really long detailed explanations as to why the original movies look the best and like how the CGI worked and everything. Seems like this DJ Roswell is kind of like behind everything. I don't know. Hey, update on the 4chan post. What? Oh, update on the 4chan post? Yeah, not much of an update really. Oh, okay. So you said your mother is an errata. Somebody said you are mother is someone that shouldn't have told your pleasant father to pull out. And then somebody comments and says, your mom smells like poo. I don't know if that guy's a dumbass for saying, trying to correct me for saying you. Man, the guy got his grammar wrong. He's trying to say you are mother. 
you're wrong. Yeah. All right. So it hasn't been deleted yet. People are actively commenting on it. So there you go. Interesting. All right. So let's move on to our next strange fact and finding, which it just kind of briefly touches on government spying tools and what they use. And like we said in our Patreon episode, Patreon episode, yeah, we go in full detail about these government spying tools and all that. This is just kind of like a little teaser for that. So, Dan, do you want to start it off for us? Of course. So our last strange fact and finding is about the United States government spying algorithm tools. Now, a lot of people will automatically dismiss the possibility of there being a program that can use algorithms to automatically spy on individuals. However, there is truly a program out there that does this. Edward Snowden ended up leaking to the public about the NSA's mass spying programs called PRISM and X-Keyscore. So these programs are pretty much bulk data collection software tools used by the NSA. Now, every electronic communication from your phone calls to your emails to your text messages to the nudie pics you take of yourself, everything that's being delivered by digital transmission is collected and copied and sent to the NSA, and the NSA has a record of that. In essence, there's always a camera looking at and tracking everything we do on the Internet and on our phones. Now, the issue with this data collection is that intelligence agencies can't just sit there and have a human personally review every single text, email, or website that you browse. They have to find a needle in the haystack because most of Americans are boring and doing nothing interesting, according to the NSA. So another thing that these programs do is that they have all this data and they run it against a bunch of algorithms that they have to look for interesting patterns that might tie into certain things. Yeah, so for example, let's say you were boring and uninteresting for 20 years of your life. Then all of a sudden, you magically get radicalized for some reason. And all of your, well, let me just put this scenario out there. You're living with your aunt and your uncle, right? All of a sudden, you went to go visit your uncle's friend. You come back and you find out that your aunt and your uncle's house has been bombed, right? So you're like, damn. And you turn into a radical, right? And you join some terrorists, uh, and you get radicalized. And all of your web history becomes predominantly Middle Eastern. And then one day, you end up buying a plane ticket to go and visit a country or another part of the universe that is known for terrorism. That dramatic shift in your web behavior will be picked up by this NSA algorithm. And in turn, the intelligence agencies would then start tracking you more closely and looking at the data that they have on you to see if you really are a threat to them. It is stuff like that. The government definitely has programs, algorithms, and stuff to track everything. Now, do corporations have this type of data? Absolutely. Just look at Facebook. They track everything you type, messages you write, things you like, pages you visit, they can build a profile based on your Facebook page and then sell the data to companies who, in turn, can market items better to you. Yeah, basically, you're a consumer of goods and they're trying to sell you more things. Yep. And the same goes with every other social media company, not just Facebook, but Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, everything. But there's a question that most people ask. Do they have algorithms that are as powerful as the government's? 
ones that can track down when you say a certain word of a secret program that they have and then ban you. Such as, if you say Aratus out loud, will your Amazon Echo pick up on that and then ban you from using Amazon or something? And that is the true question. And this is where we kind of get into theories. So Dan, let's hop into that and try and discuss and hypothesize what the hell is actually going on with this story and try to like make sense of it all. So do you want to start it off for us and talk about the first theory that we have? I do, but I want to try something real quick. Okay. I have a little Google machine. Oh my God. You got a Google machine sitting out while we do these episodes? Yes. I want to hear everything. Oh my God. Which I'm about to ask it a question. You ready for this? What are you going to ask it? What is Aratus? You think it'll answer? Probably not. Go ahead. Hey, Google. What is Aratus? According to Wikipedia, an erratum or corrigendum is a correction of a published text. As a general rule, publishers issue an erratum for a production error and a corrigendum for an author's error. What else do you want to know? Why you are wrong? <laughs> Anyways, so that didn't work out. No, way to go, Dean. Now we got the correct definition of Aratus. Ah, <sighs> episode's done. End it. My uh, 4chan paranormal board just went 404 again, and I just had to refresh it, and it won't go. Now I had to go back to the website. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Do you, what do you know about the Aratus? No update. Okay, never mind. All right, Dan. So since that test failed, uh, what do you got for our first theory? So the first theory is probably the most common one that people mention. That this entire Aratus story was made up as part of a marketing campaign for the band KFC Murder Chicks to get them to become famous. Which, did they really become famous from that? No, I've never heard of them. Have you? No, I've heard of KFC. So, after researching this, I don't think KFC Murder Chicks is a whole bunch of girls. I just think it's one girl. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Their music is super weird, by the way. Not my type of music, but whatever. Their emblem is uh, Frankenstein. Well, they're, when you look them up on SoundCloud, I guess it's Frankenstein. You got a SoundCloud? I don't have a SoundCloud. I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard of these murder chicks. Okay, here's a Reddit post I found that says, Who are the members of the KFC murder chicks? And a comment says, Real members, DJ Roswell. Fictional members, Beatrice Moss, a.k.a. Green Boots, a.k.a. 666 Trap Slime has her own SoundCloud profile and features on at least one DJ Roswell song. Stephanie Thompson featured on at least one DJ Roswell song. Stella Perez. Possibly fictional characters. Hadrinic Raquel has her own Bandcamp profile and features on one of KFC Murder Chick songs. So they're saying it's just DJ Roswell. Yeah, I just found a post from a year ago. KFC Murder Chick's Erratus new chapter confirmed. It looks like Erratus is continuing. DJ Roswell, the creator of the KFC Murder Chicks project, teased the website www.is223real.com by spelling it out with the first letter of every Instagram Twitter post for two weeks, which that leads to a site with presumably a Caesar cipher of some kind, which he goes on talking about it, and then someone posts a comment saying, I solved it. Pretty, it's like a pretty much a long post of what it says. So I just found 
Discogs.com, which talks about bands. You go to KFC Murder Chicks, the real name, James Sherrill. KFC Murder Chicks is a fictional homeless girl metal band created by DJ Roswell, a.k.a. James Sherrill, that play a role in a supposed extensive sci-fi conspiracy augmented reality game known as Aratus. Well, we just figured it out. Maybe. That kind of rolls us into our next theory, which is ARG. Yeah. That this entire Arata story is an ARG. Now, what is an ARG? Well, it's an alternate reality game. Essentially, uh, ARG is a game that has a bunch of like series of puzzles and clues that are scattered around places, either in real life or on the internet. You have to interact and find these clues in order to figure out what the game is and how to win it. And that's what this theory is, is that this entire thing, Aratus, is just an ARG. And I think our next theory is the overall winner, in my opinion. Which, you want to explain that one, Dan? Yes. This theory is that this entire story is a mixture of an ARG as a way of marketing campaign for the band KFC Murder Chicks, who was actually DJ Roswell. In the past, this type of promoting has been done by numerous bands, movies, and companies. For example, the band Nine Inch Nails did it, Cloverfield did it, and even the TV series Stranger Things have done it. So they're saying it's a mix of ARG as a way for them to market themselves. Yeah. Which they didn't do a really good job because, well, I guess they kind of did because we're doing an episode over them. Yeah, but, I mean, how many years afterwards? I mean, I guess it's still working, but. Quite a few, you know, because it's going to drive traffic to them either way. Yeah, I mean, another post on the 4chan. The guy said, DJ Roswell's funny project. The thing that, that throws me off, though, is the Xer herb. Yeah, where did he go? Where did he go? And it's not like the Aratus thing was the only thing he was covering. He was a prominent YouTuber that just vanished. He was covering this Aratus thing nonstop in detail and then just poofed, gone. No trace, no Twitter, no YouTube. No Instagram, all of his social medias got wiped. He was gone. Nobody knows what happened to him. Now, here's the thing. Maybe this DJ Roswell was extra herb, but that is kind of a reach, in my opinion. I mean, that's what it seems like people are saying. It might be him. But to create YouTube content for so long that's not Aratus, and then all of a sudden just focus your attention to Aratus as a way of self-promote? You figured you'd make more money on YouTube by just doing other videos if you were already established and not on a band. I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. But let's get into this last theory. So this last theory that we're going to talk about is that Aratus is actually a real software that is being sold to companies in order for them to use it on their websites to stop users from posting certain stuff. Like, say, they want them to stop posting erratas or these keywords. It automatically flags that and deletes it and bans that person. Not only is it that type of program, but the government also uses it. It is extremely powerful and used to track and control certain things that people say on the Internet. Now, the program code was originally codenamed erratas when it was developed but has recently been phased out and replaced with a different, more efficient program with a different name, which if there was a program named Aratus back in the day, 
I 100% believe that it was already phased out and replaced with something else. Because if you remember our government spying episode on Patreon, we talk about how the government constantly creates and deploys these new software tools. But there has been some talk when people talk about this Aratus program, that it being replaced with a certain program that is over the entire internet, that let's say if you leak sensitive data, you leak top secret photos, that you leak images of aliens or anything like that on any type of website, this program will automatically get it, delete it, and ban you from the site. Which I can guarantee you there's a program like that out there. Now, is it Aratus? I don't know. They've got to have something like that as like a safe fault, right? They can't have top secret documents just being leaked online. It kind of reminds me like Discord. They have the automatic moderation program to where you can enter keywords that if those keywords are said, that person can either be kicked or banned from the Discord server. So if they have like a little program like that, and that's just Discord, a free program you can use that we use. They've got to have something that's internet wide. Exactly. All you gotta do is put some money into it, hire a bunch of people, and that I'm sure they get it done. The internet's controlled. One hundred percent, it's controlled. I mean, it's like using Google. They uh control what, what images you see. Yeah. Based on the person. Yeah. What re- uh search results you get and all that. Yeah. That's why we like to use DuckDuckGo. But. Yeah. Anyway, so what's your personal opinion about this whole Arata story? Do you believe it's a program, and it's real, and this was just somebody trying to out it? Or do you think it was just an elaborate ARG for marketing? What do you think it is, if you had to put your money on something? I could believe that it was actually a program that was in a trial, and that the fact that someone found out about it, they tried to erase it from the internet. So definitely the government probably made it, or some big company made it, and they didn't want it to be out yet, because it's, you know, not, it's not something that the pub, they want the public to know. Especially if the NSA is involved, considering how sketchy they've always been, which they're probably listening to this now saying, ooh, this guy's a dumbass. But anyways, I believe it to be a program they created. I don't think it's some marketing scheme. Now, he tried to probably piggyback on it because people were probably like reading up on it. So he probably tried to use that because it's like uh, it's like using uh, hot keywords. But to say that he created or done all of it. No. Yeah. He probably did the whole murder chicks thing or whatever. but. Not the Eratus. Yeah, so I'm kind of right there with you. I think that scenario right there or that the government actually had this program and it was leaked and they found out, holy shit, as they were monitoring all the websites in the world, right, and or all the websites on the internet, and they seen, oh shit, somebody mentioned this program and they're talking about it. We have to create this backstory and make it look like an ARG or something. I think that's possible, which... Even then, it's kind of reaching, you know? Yeah. The whole thing that throws me off is this extra herb thing. That's one thing that really throws me off. That's weird. But regardless, this whole thing is weird. The whole entire story is weird. It's all a web woven that just was hard to research, but it was super interesting. And I had a great time researching it. It is definitely an interesting topic. I did just try to search up to see what happened to extra herb. And some people are saying, oh, the Illuminati finally got them. And yeah, that seemed to be a common theme that a lot of people were saying, oh, the Illuminati got them or the CIA has them or the NSA has them in some black project place, which they do have black projects and like these off site or off the grid places that they can legally do whatever they want. 
Anyways, um, going back to the 4chan post that we made, there was a couple comments. Somebody said, DJ Roswell's funny project. And then some smartass said, noun, plural of erratum, a list of errors and their corrections inserted, usually on a separate page or slip paper in a book or other publications. You know what's funny about that? What? Is that that's what Google was kind of saying. <laughs> that's the definition that Google was telling me. And then this person posts it. Huh. So, yeah, I mean, not much. If anything changes, we'll keep everyone updated. But as of right now, that's where we're at with Aratus. We'll continue to search and find out the truth. Until then, make sure you join us on our Patreon episode to learn about the government spying tools because we dive deep into that. There was a lo- lot of sketchy shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of the times I was typing stuff out and I just had to stop and I had to be like, wow. This went way deeper and has been going on for a lot longer than I thought. Nobody's safe. Yeah. All right. So you got anything else you want to add to today's episode before we go to our on the scene? I am good. I'm still confused on what really truly happened, but Herb, if you're out there, let us know. Yeah. Hey, and if you got a theory as to what happened or you think you know what happened or if you find something that's interesting, send us an email at Aaron at theories of the third kind dot com or Dan at theories of the third kind dot com. Either or. All right, so now we're going to move to our on the scene. So if you're unfamiliar with what our on the scene is, it is where an individual goes out onto the streets and interviews uh, unsuspecting individuals and asks them about current conspiracy or happenings around the world. Now, anyone can do this. Yes, even you can do this. Just take your phone, uh, record it, make sure it's less than two minutes long and go up to a random individual and start asking them questions about current conspiracy happenings. Then take that audio file, make sure it's less than two minutes long, and send it to us in an email, and we will play it at the end of the episode each week. Now, this week's On the Scene is by Jesse Ventura. The actual Jesse Ventura? I don't know. And if you don't know who he is, he's like an American politician. He was like a famous professional wrestler for the WWF, also known as WWE. He was the 38th uh, governor of Minnesota. He was in the movie Predator, and he was um, he was also a Navy SEAL, wasn't he? I don't want to be wrong in that. Let me look. Uh, don't ask me this. <laughs> yeah, he was a uh, United States Navy during the Vietnam War, did not see any combat. He graduated Bud, Bud's class 58 and was part of the underwater demolition team. So he was, uh, nice. he was <clears throat> a Navy SEAL. Wow. Very decorated individual. He was a bodybuilder, too. All right, so we're going to listen to that right now. Dan and Aaron, it's me, Jesse Ventura. And as you can hear from the security ringing, I have broken free from the confines of what's known as normal reality. Listening to you, theories of the third kind, I would like to get a shout out to my friend right here next to me, Randy Macho Man Savage. Hey, snap into a Slim Jim. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) I got to say, the Jesse Ventura was a great impersonation. The Randy Savage one. Macho man, I give it a one out of 10, as in one being pretty damn bad. But the Jesse Ventura, I give it a 10 out of 10. That was great. Yeah, it's like he forgot to switch voices and just kind of kept going with the Jesse Ventura. Hey, slap it to a <laughs> Slap it to a Slim Jim. 
Oh, man, I love that. Thank you, though, Jesse, or whoever sent that. Um, I like it. It's awesome. I like hearing things like that, you know? That was good. We'll have to get Jesse Ventura and Alex Jones on an episode one day. That'd be crazy, huh? Old Uncle Alex. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now we're going to move on to shout-outs. So, Dan, do you want to start us off and uh, start off with Facebook shout-outs? Yep. Let me get it up real quick. Or let me get Facebook up real quick. Sorry, Aaron. Don't get excited. See, not many shout-outs here, it seems. All right. First shout-out is to Jake B. The, or the next one is to Junior J. Then shout-out to James G. Uh, then last shout-out is to Is Not Amy or Is Not A. Nice. Yeah, only had four people message me. and Nice. Um, all right, so I'm going to go over to Instagram if that's okay. Go for it. All right, so I want to give a shout out to Liana Lusson. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. She sent a message to me on Instagram saying, um, my family is going, could be a funny episode if you reported it from the event. And it's the 75th anniversary of Roswell, uh, the Roswell, New Mexico shit that occurred. And they're having a UFO festival there in July of 2022. So I'm going to have to book us hotel room, stand because I think it's like July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, because we're going to go to that. Okay, I'm down. Clear your calendar. We're going to that. What, what day is it? July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. It's a UFO festival. So right before July 4th. Okay. Yep. So we'll be there uh, doing on the scenes. Good luck finding us because it's not like we're going to publicly say it's us, you know. So there you go. I'm going to make a big sign and stick it on Aaron's back saying that I'm Aaron from Theories of the Third Kind. No, you're not. All right. Uh, shout out to Ness. Ness says, hey, love the podcast. I got a few, I uh, got into it a few months ago. Well, thank you. Uh, shout out to Felix Para. Felix says, hey, can you give me a shout out? There you go, Felix. Love you. Caesar, shout out to you. Shout out to Jake Fenwick. Says um, that they're a massive fan from Australia. Keep up the good work. And they say, P.S. Daniel sounds like Brendan Schwab. You do kind of sound like that now that, I, now that he says that, and I kind of put two and two together, you do. Well, I can tell you I've never been in a ring and got punched or punched anybody, so <laughs> thank you, though. <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, shout out to Tom Z. Shout out to Jacob D. Nate A. Monkey D. Tino. Katie Beth. Chance L. Abby. Um, Let's see, Lisa Beans. Shout out to uh, Mariah and Brandon. Brandon's our security guard. Uh, I told him, I said, hey, man, keep those nips protected. Because he's got some nice nips, man. He's super f***ing buff, man. He's our security guy. Shout out to him. Shout out to his girlfriend, his wife, his fiance. Keep us protected. Mariah and her family. I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Let's see, who else? Um, there's a person named Madison that my wife Kylie's 30th birthday is New Year's Eve. Can she get a dirty 30 shout out? Dirty 30. Happy birthday, Kylie. You're dirty 30. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Dirty 30. I hope it's amazing. Don't party too hard. I uh, hope you have a great time. Yeah. Stay safe. Don't let any serial killers get you. All right, shout out to Cat 2891 
says she said love your podcast longtime fan can i have a shout out please there you go we love you um just a couple more shout outs hey aaron me and my fiance have been listening to your podcast can we get a shout out Alyssa and fern we're getting married january 22nd and are expecting our first baby soon tell danielson i love his humor i'm glad you love my humor not many people do <laughs> shout out to you Alyssa and fern congratulations on getting married soon uh and congratulations on the first baby hey uh also send us an invite to your wedding we'll show up that's right <laughs> dude his, his name reminds me of the movie uh the fern gully i don't know if you've ever seen that I have. such a good it's movie. awesome all right just uh two or three more shout outs and i should be done brian quinn shout out to you says aaron is this you yeah it's me man yeah it's me um, all right, so that's Instagram shout outs. This is my personal and regular Instagram. I know I have a couple on email or it's Discord. Oh, shout out to Crow Daddy, the Crow Daddy. Shout out to Coda. Uh, shout out to Lauren. And let me look at my email real quick. Sorry, I just got a lot of shout outs this week. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. Shout out to Tyson Winters. Says, hey, can I get a shout out on this week's episode? There you go. And and I think that's, oh, hopeful shout out. Isaac and Christian. That's our last shout out. Just want to thank you for all the love. And also, I want to thank everybody for all the emails for the free t-shirt. I know I said during the YouTube live stream, I said, hey, if you want a free t-shirt and stickers, send me an email that says give me. And I've gotten... An ass load of emails. And that was supposed to be during the live stream. <laughs> that was supposed to be during the, live, during the live stream, but I keep getting emails and I feel bad. And I'm like, I cannot not give these people, you know, free t-shirt and stickers. I have like this Excel document and I'm just adding names and sizes and addresses. And I remember somebody saying during the live stream, you're going to regret saying that. And boy, do I ever regret saying that. It's, it's going to take so long to get all of this shit packaged and sent out and i'm so sorry um but also thank you for the people who rated us on spotify and sent us proof that you rated us we're sending you stickers hey and if you still want to do that if you haven't rated us on spotify go on spotify listen to us for at least 30 seconds give us a rating send us a screenshot of your rating along with your address and we'll send you free stickers so there you go that's all my shout outs and everything but you don't have to but only if you want to yeah only if you want to no pressure you know? All right. So you got anything else to add to today's episode or anything at all? Man, not really. I hope everybody had a great Christmas. Oh, yeah. Christmas did happen, didn't it? <laughs> it's been yeah. such a busy, like, week and weekend with holiday stuff. I'm just, I'm mentally exhausted from it. Oh, me too. Hey, and it doesn't stop there because if you're listening to this on Thursday, tomorrow, which is the 31st, we have a live stream. If you want to come travel to the future with us and join us for New Year's Eve, you can go to our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash theories of the third kind. We will be live streaming there. You can join us in the chat and talk with us, and we're just going to have prizes, giveaways, good old time. We're all just going to hang out. It starts at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. If you want to join us, feel free to. If not, it's totally fine. Our video is going to be recorded. And it will be uploaded to our YouTube channel afterwards. So pretty much it. That's all I got for announcements and shout outs and everything. Very nice. Even though you worked during Christmas, how was it boring, slow? 
Oh, dude, man, I worked. So I worked Thanksgiving. I worked Christmas Eve and I worked Christmas and it was slow um, and boring. But I mean, I got to do a lot of reading, which was nice. So, yeah, did a lot of reading. And hey, guess what? I got off today, which is we're recording this on a Tuesday, 28th, and I'm off until January 17th. So I got a lot of time off. Dude, hell yeah. Yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Yep. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing. Every single one of you. So with that being said, Dan, you want to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you are not alone.